to another Living in the Past uh, for 1995 season. I'm here with Ben. Hello. And we're doing our charts, the top charts, the RA charts, the RA albums, and the RA singles, and the Triple J World House 100. Um, but we need some help because there's a lot of crap to get through. And we were on um, his program on uh, Well FM early this year. Oh, sorry, late last year. Um, Shannon Marling. Hello. How you Hello. doing? <laughs> uh, I don't know how much help I'll be with some of these tracks because... Spoiler alert, it's awful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, cause so tell us about um, High Fidelity on Wow FM because that's, that's the show that we were on, um, which is quite different to what the songs you're going to be doing today. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's kind of evolved now into a purely local music show. So it's about... Yeah, I noticed you did some, you're doing an extra, like you used to do a top five and now it's like gone, you've made a top seven or something like that? Uh, no, well, one band just couldn't one, narrow it down. Oh, okay. Five, no, so I, I thought it was seven. like a, across the board. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, get bands in, local bands for the first hour and they just choose some influential tracks. So you end up getting yep. songs from... 90s 2000s or all over the place and then the last hour is um just basically new new local releases which is good yeah and uh adelaide tracks which is pretty good to listen to it's and look it's it's because like a lot of places you don't find a lot of shows dedicated to local anymore like it's it's very hard to find i think just like and also the alternative local sort of things yeah yeah yeah. but the one thing that going locals uh, stop is the anniversary specials that I was doing, which you uh, came on and did a couple with me, but especially yeah. I think you did the second ever one. Yeah, did the where versus, were versus or Weezer or uh, I think the first time was Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so yeah, <laughs> so we go through albums track by track, similar yeah. to what you and Ben do. Mm. Uh, albums that are having anniversaries. So there's some '95 albums that have been covered there, but I don't yeah. think any of them made it into the ARIA top 50 albums of 1995. Australians so. are morons. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. And like we, every year we sort of question how this is worked out and I actually found out like it's, oh. so every Friday they sort of um, take a lot of data from um, uh, obviously people buying the album, but also yep. uh, uh, um, airplay and lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's why you get some of these things of like, oh, that one, that one at the end of the year was like in a high position, even though it only sort of was number one for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Is, 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 is a, a variety of factors. I'm sure like the RE is just like throwing darts at a board and stuff, <laughs> 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 which you will see. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to get on to, um, we're going to go through the RE albums first, um, which is, we've got some surprises, not as many compilations because we've had a lot of compilations. Um, uh, in the last few years then we're going to go into the aria singles and then we're going to finish off with the triple j um hottest 100 for 1994 which aired in 1995 but we didn't want to do the 1995 one because that would be in 1996 <laughs> i think that got it makes <laughs> sense. Um, neither of them make sense to do so we're just going to do and then we rejig but then we rejig the top fives of the aria um charts and the and the triple j charts and we'll, we'll do them along the way too because you know it's kind of like redrafting how it how it should have been yeah and also like Give me an opportunity to do a top five, not to a top five. <laughs> like, how, how far down? Like are John we... Cusack in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> how far down are we going in the Aria album charts? Because oh, let's do the top ten. But let's let's do some. Okay. Um, let's do some uh, 
honorable mentions first. So the ARIA 1995 charts, the, the end of year charts. Um, look, Silverchair, um, sorry, Silverchair to get in there. Um, we've also got MTV Unplugged by Nirvana, which would have been a huge one. Um, Pulp Fiction soundtrack was very close. Um, same with Smash by The Offspring. Using my, uh, using, using my things for these is Australia likes Brian Adams. Australia likes the offspring. At this time, I, this I remember time, yeah. 1995. I, I never owned Smash. Yeah. But by a couple of weeks in, I knew every track because any party you went to, <laughs> anywhere you would drive, it Drivers would be coming from... Yeah, yeah, you could picture a, a Holden Commodore driving past with offspring blasting out the windows. <laughs> it wasn't Doof Doof those, those days, kids. It was the offspring. <laughs> and we loved it. Um... Yeah, I, I was surprised to see them um, so well represented. I remember um, watching The Simpsons and like, I used to have an, a tape of like, um, it was season season five. Mm. And the ads, there'll be an ad for Smash and Dookie. Weird. Uh, um, like within the same, so it's like, you know, um, and I remember they had a lady doing a, a, a voiceover for it. And the last line was like, get it. Or get lost. <laughs> it's like, well, that's punk, I suppose. <laughs> Imagine a bunch of like suits in a room. Like, what would be cool to say at the end of that ad? Well, my son the other day told me to get lost <laughs> when I came into his room and say, "Hey, son, what's this dreadlocked white singer singing about?" <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Chris Isaac. Uh, look, love you some Isaac. Probably mm-hmm. should have been in the top ten. Um, the Beatles anthology, which was a huge thing, because um, they have the "Free as a Bird," and um, I recently Beatles saw. always sell. But yeah. I recently saw that was number um, uh, eighteen. Um, I recently saw a, a video of when uh, the remaining members got together, and it was in nineteen ninety four. Yep. Um, but it looks like the video looks like it's from nineteen sixty. <laughs> 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 like it's, it's like all washed out, and I was like, "What did they do?" Something like eight millimeter like it's, it's really really weird but it it's was style um, at the time and um yeah. uh, george is there but like he's like he's i just not want to be there yeah <laughs> but in terms of a beatles compilation it's not that listenable because it's lots of outtakes oh, and fragments yeah. of songs and yeah. fragments of talking and which is like the, the the sort of the thing to do now when you do a compilation like the amount of compilation albums that you, that you see and they've got like uh outtake three of like this song is like we don't need to hear that like it's yeah it's like too much behind this like they've run out of actual songs to release like yeah. so here's some extra yeah. behind the scene you've <laughs> so, never heard this before so, John yeah. Cuffed so Paul uh, what's the other there's lots of bits of songs yeah. <laughs> we decided this song wasn't good enough to release when we were famous so yeah. let's release it now <laughs> because you'll eat up anything you want yeah. and let's destroy the magic of music making and like this is how shit it is and the other thing especially at the time this was before YouTube this was before Spotify when you could just get any clip of any Beatle talking about anything. This yeah. was like first new Beatles stuff yeah, in yeah. decades and decades. Yeah. And it's like, we, we didn't know that they all hated each other yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just blamed Yoko. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, number 23, Robbed. Cracked, cracked rear view by Hooting the Blowfish. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you jumped over 22. <laughs> bon Jovi Bon Jovi Hootie and the Blowfish sounds like a made up band that the Simpsons would talk about it is um, <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with them yeah <laughs> um, this time around um, is it, they're very easy to listen to I'm not sure if that's like a endorsement but they're very easy to listen to well I, I don't know how in depth your Hootie and the Blowfish uh, 
research is, but is the lead singer called Hootie? No, so like uh, it was. I can I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I believe it was a name they made up on the spot, um, and it was just like they needed one for a party, and they were like, "Oh, Hootie," and then the Blowfish, and yeah, and then the, I think Terrible. I think the Blowfish was actually in, in reference to a friend of theirs. So I was like, "All right, that's cool, whatever." Um, there's an awesome Key and Peele sketch where he's Darius Rucker playing a solo show. And it's all going, he's like, where's the bluefish? Vitology <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, by Pearl Jam, 31. Uh, was, was number one for, for a week, apparently. Um, the Lion King soundtrack as well. Like, um, you skipped over another Bon Jovi. <laughs> These two. days and Crossroads. And they're twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of bands in there twice, but Bon Jovi doesn't deserve it. And then still, in <laughs> 1995, Nevermind by Nirvana. Yeah. That number 35. And 10's so. in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the Batman Forever soundtrack. Yes. Um, so let's get into top 10 um, for the albums. So this is the RA albums. We're going to start at the bottom. And it's, it's number 10, Dookie, which I was very, very surprised to see. Get um, lost. It was... Uh, How could you be surprised? <laughs> um, well, I... Look, it went... Um, was it six times platinum? No, so we're going to talk about a lot about platinum. This was the, the era of people buying shit. Mm. Like, this is yeah. amazing. Like, if you add up... This is all Australian... Um, so... Dookie in Australia, five times platinum, 350,000 albums. So, and Australia in 1995, like that. that's like half the population of Australia. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, um, Dookie is, we went through it in, in detail when we actually, um, when it came out, um, a lot deeper when I've read into it, like about the song, like song lyrics. And even Basket Case has got like a lot of like, it's apparently he was trying to come out as bisexual at the time. And that's like, you know, he had, he had a lot of sort of allusions to that in the song, but at I did always appreciate like, in that um, the shrink is a woman and the whore is a man. Yeah. Like that always grabbed, even as a kid, like 15 listeners, like, huh. Yeah. I'd never listen to that. Doctors can be women and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, get to the masturbation song. Yeah. So, yeah, Dookie, um, definitely. Uh, but like, this is obviously uh, pop punk heaven. I'm very, I, I know they came out for the Insomniac tour because my brother went to it, but he wouldn't take me. Oh, fuck you. Fair. Um, but <laughs> even back you then, you to get lost. <laughs> but even back then, he came home. And he's like, I said, oh, how was it? He's like, yeah, it was alright. Um, like Billy Joe got some kid up on stage to play guitar. Like, so who's doing that even back then? Wow. And I said, like, I had to go. He's like, I fucking know it. He's like, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe do um, Billy Joe realize I've got to pick someone who can actually play guitar to come up. And, and back then, you didn't have, you know, ultimate guitar tabs showing kids how to play songs. No. That's yeah. some kids supposed to know how to play basket case. <laughs> seven, seven, five, seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so coming in at number nine is Fantasy by Mariah Carey, which I'm going to I'm gonna get, let Ben take over this one because he is the Mariah, Mariah Carey fan in this uh, in well, Am I the solo Mariah fan here? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, my, my son was actually when I was listening to some of these, my son was genuinely surprised that she wasn't purely a Christmas artist. He didn't that's, realize that's that amazing. she had songs other that's than fair. Christmas albums. When I mean, she is now. That's, oh yeah, yeah. That's buying houses. You're making enough money yeah. every year to buy houses from yeah. the streams. Just that that one song. Yeah, she doesn't need to date the billionaires she keeps dating. No. Four hundred thousand copies sold. Um, yeah, so that was um, that was big. Um, um, I am the. The, Mar- the Mariah. <laughs> the Mariah. But, but uh, not really this album, to be honest. Well, no, nah, I mean, you can't talk what, what, uh, the one beforehand. Yeah. It's like... I don't even fantasy. remember us talking about Daydream. This, what? 
the, the album Daydream. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. As, maybe it hasn't come out yet. Um, no, it hasn't. I like, fan, like the, the song Fantasy's all right. Like, that's, yeah. Is that it's the okay. one? Um, she's like the really, really high. Like I, I used to hate when she's I like, she's every like album. Oh, it's basically it's like, learn to whistle. Yeah, People yeah. Can do that like, by whistling. <laughs> they don't have to do it with a voice. <laughs> Um, so next we have unfortunately throwing copper by live. I hate lives. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Ten times platinum, seven hundred dollars. Oh, it just used to annoy me. I had friends that kind of didn't listen to music a lot, mm. and they loved this album. So yeah, that was my two be sisters putting it on. Yeah, I think my brothers were. They rented this, hired this from the library, borrowed it. Sorry, from the library. <laughs> we had this for ages. Like my family's obsessed. The first four songs, yeah, was just everyone loved it. And like it was like it was kind of like the back door to grunge. They're like, well, no, they're pretty yeah, rocky. They're pretty rocky. It's like, yeah. and the very subtle Christian undertone that you don't know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's uh, something sweet and innocent about this. Yeah. And then a few years later, someone will murder people to it. So, really. Uh, the bodies in the barrels. Apparently, they killed their victims while listening to Throwing Copper by Life. I like that album. Yeah, well, <laughs> not anymore. Pool ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Frog Stomp by Civil Chair. Uh, look, I was surprised it wasn't the hype. I mean, seriously. Look, and I'll, I've been on record. Like, I don't like Frog Stomp. I like the albums after this, especially Neon Ballroom. Amazing. Um, but Frog's done by even this time around I try to listen to it and it's yeah. it's a hard listen. <laughs> he said like he said, it's like if it didn't have, you know, the back half of the album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there's if this was an EP, it would be the greatest EP of all time. <laughs> I've never really listened to it or got into it a lot and then did it as an anniversary special on the show. Yeah. And listened back. And I remember at the time when I heard it, I didn't like it because it sounded like a band trying to sound like other bands mm. rather than a band doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. But, and then doing an anniversary special for it, I realised, well, they're just kids. And yeah. that's what you do when you're 14 or yeah, 15. Just, you like, just try and sound like the bands you love. Exactly, yeah. Otherwise, you you know, like, what are you going to do? Um, and everyone used to say the Nirvana thing just because of what it looked. But like, like oh, Nirvana's in pyjamas is the best nickname. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but like, we, we, we've now called it that, like, Every band around them was trying to be Helmet. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like Helmet. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, but there is a clip to Tomorrow, the American one, where Daniel Johns is basically just pretending to be Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got all the mannerisms. It's amazing. Oh, is that the one with the actual pig-faced boy? In I it? think it might be. It yeah. was the American swing version of the clip. Yeah, oh, swing light, oh, swing light bulb was oh. uh, the nineties. Like, <laughs> even uh, Offspring had gone away. It's like yep. we had to do with the entire film because of the swing fucking light bulb. <laughs> we um, we talked about. This briefly on your show when we came on as well. Did you say that you went to see them or you could have seen them? Yeah, no, I did see you them did see at them? the uh, Hotel Crown in Victor Harbour. Ah. And it was before Frog Stomp was even out. It was just on the success of um, the single of Tomorrow. Did they play Tomorrow twice? Uh, <laughs> they probably did, actually. Yeah, you'd have um, to. But they were actually, even then, not bad. I remember going... Not being that interested, but thinking, oh, they were all right. Did you do the Back to the Future thing? It's like, no, it's, it's, it's got this new sound. <laughs> and I pointed Helmets out that, on the phone, they're like, damn it, someone's yeah, stealing yeah. our sound. And the weird thing was it was 1994, but Daniel Johns was playing a guitar made in 1995. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's go on to Design, design of a Decade with uh, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson's been uh, prolific through our, our show, little show here. Um, yeah. she's, she, this is she, our first compilation. Yes, yeah, our first. Um, one of her albums had seven singles. Okay. I think it broke the at the time broke the record for the amount of singles off of the album, um, and also charting singles. Like they all charted. Um, you know, 
what can you say? Like, I'm not a big Janet Jackson fan. Like, having said that, it's like, you know, she's fine. It's yeah, she's fine. good. She's I don't... great on different strokes. <laughs> was she I... like, this was, she was yeah, yeah, she was like Willis's girlfriend for a, like at least a series. Oh, no, was yeah. that? Yeah. Good for Was him. that after this? <laughs> she's like, oh, it didn't sell very well. <laughs> no, different strokes. Didn't I didn't, oh, I was thinking Family like, Matters, sorry. No, no, no. no. Yeah, different You're always thinking about Family yeah, Matters. Yeah, like she would have been in her teens, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Different strokes. Um, I don't know any of the songs here by name, but I know she's one of those people when you listen to, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is all right. Oh yeah, this isn't Mariah, <laughs> but this is all right. Yeah, she's pretty good, eh? This isn't Salt and Pepper, but this is all right. This isn't Salt and Pepper. <laughs> um, now, um, I can't believe that this next one's any higher this because I believe that this one was actually given out to every dad when they had a. That's when, why it's so high. Yeah, when when they, when they had a child, it's like, um, all right, here's like your uh, your polo shirt, here's your Forrest Gump soundtrack. Um, a John Grisham novel. John Grisham novel. Um, <laughs> now go be boring. Yep. Um, Forrest, I, did you have a Forrest Gump compilation in your house? I didn't. We did. did we didn't yes. have that. We had um, the Tour of Duty soundtrack from the TV show. There we go. And we also had the Big Chill. That's the oh. which are kind of the little brothers of this soundtrack. Yeah. The Big Chill is like uh, <laughs> how to make people look even whiter than they are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like... was basically um, reality bites for boomers. It was. That movie is insufferable, but I've watched it, I've watched it like three times. <laughs> um, Forrest Gump um, uh, always stood out in the, in the CD collection because it was a nice, big, fat double album. Oh, yeah. You have to chuck it on top of the CD rack because it was you, you the, you, you've already filled up your one double slot oh, in the man. rack. <laughs> having having a CD tower as a child and someone and you buy one of these, fuck's sake, yeah. Yeah. or a Pearl Jam album. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or the Pink Floyd one that had the flashing red light that would yes. keep you up at night because it was too bright. I sometimes think of Eddie Vedder as an evil villain who's like, try sticking this into you. We've got to make the dimensions this big. Um, Forest Gump soundtrack. Uh, I will say, like, because um, I went to a, a block, uh, movie land, sorry, at the time, that you could play music but only soundtracks. Right. And they had this one. So I listened to this one quite a lot um, because they had the most variety. It was, this and Batman Forever. it was actually this and Batman Forever. Um, most yeah. times, so um, which is you why I like to, the you whole. You worked at Sanity in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> this is Richhaven, uh, Midland, <laughs> very strict. Um, so let's move on um, to his story. How clever is that? <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> no one had ever thought of that before. I think the marketing for this album. Let's put a bunch of his hits on one CD and a bunch of new stuff on one CD <laughs> because no one's going to want clever. his new stuff. <laughs> I was like, this is genius. <laughs> There's not going to be anyone who wants a new Michael Jackson album. And this also came out right in the shadow of like his first um, public uh, accusation of, of um, uh, child sexual abuse. So mm. this is like, <laughs> probably could not. And this it stands to reason of um, the, you know, look the other way, 90s. Still sold um, five hundred sixty thousand copies yeah. in Australia, so it's like my oh, house had it. Oh, he's in the news. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I still think, the album. I think my house had family videos of us dancing to these songs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, mm. I do like the fact that they called it um, "History, Past, Present, and Future," Book One. Does book did book two ever come out? I don't, I don't think, think book, book two, two but they kind of <laughs> clearly they thought there was going to be a few books. No, book two was clearly written. To <laughs> book um, two, they threw at him. I remember. I remember that day he died. Were you working at Blockbuster at that point? I vaguely remember it happening, but it wasn't big enough in my life for me to actually. See, I got the email saying, "Chuck all of this stuff on the new release wall." 
Oh, really? Because we had a bunch of like, and he said anything Michael Jackson related, chuck up on your release while I'm like, this, and feels, did, this did feels he, dirty. <laughs> and he just released like a... He just released that, um, the concert film. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. And that was like... This is Now or something? Yeah, like I, be- I believe we're even told that if we've got any of them on the X rental, chuck them back onto rental. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like... That's profit. <laughs> I remember uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> our show friend Mark had tickets to see him in London, I think. Mm. And there was, he had like seven sold out shows. Oh, at the O2. Snow, Snow yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he had like seven or eight shows sold out, O2, like huge Ooh. arena in London. And then, oh, he's died. And my first thought was, interest on those tickets. <laughs> Office of Switzerland, <laughs> refund. I'm set, guys. See you yes, later. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I remember about that day. No need to argue. <laughs> the cranberries. Uh, five times platinum. Um, Imagine getting to number three based off of one song. Yeah. Oh, come on. Two songs. Yeah. What was the second one? <laughs> Linger. No, that Linger was on the old one, wasn't it? It, it was. was. On, this uh, is an Ode to My Family. Ode to My Family, the, yeah. It yeah. was a half-decent one. That one. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, uh, look, um, I, again, along with Hootie, love me some cranberries from this podcast, yeah. Those two songs. No, yeah. no, uh, listen to this album a bit, yeah. I've tried the album. It's so, surely Zombie does something for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's um, uh, one of those songs that it used to be fun to sing as loudly as you can with the voice breaking parts just to the people around you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did... I think I was trying to put something up on Instagram of Ode to My Family live at, um, at one of the festivals. And I'm like, oh, she's not on that day. Oh. Like, and it's, I don't think it's her voice, but I think it's just like, you need a lot of backing to it. And it was just like, it was at a festival, like it's sound as crap at best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the actual smaller concerts I saw them play, like sounds, still sounds amazing. So um, Now, Color of My Love, Celine Dion. Uh, this album when I was working at Sanity like a few years ago like, I finished working there in 2018 I reckon I sold one of these a week wow still all as Mother's Day presents no just like because it was always in our $10 bin so yeah. like, it's like they're like walking past it's like like I was I, I this is love... because most CDs were $40 and someone's yeah. here's one for $10 <laughs> wow. I was, I, it's, it's one of those things I would love to do like a, an in-depth documentary of like what is your thought process of you just gone to Cole and it's like oh Celine Dion album. Fuck it. Think twice. Yeah. Why do you think once? It's mine. Um, so, Color of My um, Love by Celine Dion. This um, on... 630,000, nine times platinum. Wow. I don't know if it had a different release date in Australia. Wikipedia has this as coming out in November of 1993. Mm-hmm. And it's number oh, no. two. Oh, no. And the Arias wow. in 1995. We, uh, we, we. Never mind was still in there. That was 1992. <laughs> Ten is still in here. It was like, yeah, it was like this this whole, like, um, it's like a word of mouth thing. Like, we really did not, like, I just a real that, slow build. That's what I used to love about music in the 90s and maybe even early 2000s, the slow build of an artist yeah. or an album. Yeah. And not, I remember when Arctic Monkeys came out, first song, you're the main headliner at a festival now. You've got a hit. Yeah. No, where's, where's the slow build? Let them ease into this. Yeah. But I think it's also people discovering Ten and yeah. never mind through Vitology and um, Unplugged in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going backwards. I remember like um in 2018, I used to like there's a Minnesota rec- a radio station called The Current that like they play like a lot of good stuff, 
everyone's like listening to that a bit around the house and Lizzo was on there quite a lot mm. but not blown up and then yeah. look at her like two years later it's just like you'd like to see that sort of it's like oh like she was like an independent artist basically and now yep. she's like that song's like in movies and you know it's, it's yeah. got her own show she does yeah Don't Ask by Tina Arena took out yeah. the number one aria I mean look I think that's the answer to how it became number one is the title of the album Don't Ask <laughs> and also Don't ask. Yeah. a little bit of aria taking a bit of payment from maybe Mushroom Records or whoever oh, she is oh man with. yeah and it's 700,000 copies so like 10 times platinum um, look it's got chains on it <laughs> And Sorrento Moon. Yeah. Fucking Sorrento Moon. Wasn't it good? Oh, it's, she's got three songs on here. Yeah. Why uh, buy three singles when you can buy an album? They also like, I like to preface this, but also with uh, Tina Arena, co-headliner with Billy Joel. Oh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. 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 She, she, I was like, you know what? If I'd known that, I, I didn't realize it before, before he played because he only played one show in Melbourne. I'm like, Tina Arena and Billy Joel? Yeah. I think she's cashing in a bit on... Uh, the uh, fame from Young Talent Time because all the kids that would have loved her on Young Talent Time would have been getting to the age of having disposable income and maybe just nostalgia buying this album. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, and I, seeing I... Tina Arena in an arena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> seeing Billy Joel in a bowl. <laughs> Stop it. You're ruining him. <laughs> um, so that is the albums. That is the Ari albums. Um, uh, and we're going to get... So what we're going to do now is we're going to get on to the... Um, Good stuff. We're going to get on the Aria singles. Um, but then we'll do our top five at the end of that and then we'll go on to Triple J. So, look, I won't go through the notable exceptions because I think a lot of them will be in our, um, be in our top fives. I will say... Um, Sukiyaki by 4pm. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did, who, who was buying that? Did that get a repeat in my house? Yes, it did. <laughs> it's not in my top five, but I do like the song. Did you go back and hear the original Japanese song that it's based on? No, I didn't. I was like, I, I, I assumed it was. I mean, mm. with the Taiwan stuff, and it, it does sound like when, when like films in the eighties would go to a Japanese karaoke bar, it had that yeah. melody to it, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I, I know this. Um, but I think that's that. That's where you hear that song. The yeah, original because it's from I think the fifties or sixties. And, and I'll say like not for nothing, like you know, it's it's got really good harmonies for it. <laughs> I wish people could see the joy in your face right now. Yeah. Hell. and the days before auto tune too. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah. They would have tidied it up a little bit if it was out there. Against my top five. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> in real time. Last minute edit coming. Um. So we but got, that was 21. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, um, we have, do we have that? Here comes the Hot Stepper song. Like, a lot of these songs have, like, really weird titles, and you're like, what the fuck's that? And then we listen to it, like, oh, yeah. Mysterious Girl. Um, Our first oh. Andre Foray. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like to Enjoy also... my rhymes today. You do well. Yeah, this is good. Three for three. <laughs> um, there was a... I think there was a thing where, like, there was two tracks in a row that had, like, the same name. I was just trying to look for it. Oh, Run Away by Janet Jackson, then Run Away yeah. by MC Sarr and the Rule McCoy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people got confused and got the wrong one. Cotton Eye Joe was number 34. Mm. Uh, well, 32, the dream team of Mariah Carey and Boys to Men together, song, One yeah. Sweet Day. Yeah. I feel like that was an older one as well that hung around, mm. possibly. And then we've got, um, we've got uh, like Alanis and the, 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 there's a couple of um, remixes like Tell Clips of the Heart. 
Um, and we'll get into the we'll get into a couple others when we get into the top ten. So we'll do the top ten. Your mate here's Johnny as well at fourteen. Just the diversity you get in these lists yeah. is ridiculous. Like you'll get something real nice. Um, what was it strong enough? Cheryl Crow, absolute bang at twenty six. Okay. <laughs> and then. Here's Johnny, 14, Boom Boom Boom, 13, Insensitive, which I did I not remember that song I at listened all. to it and I was, like, I was like, this is this, what is this song? It's great. Um, here's Johnny, is like, and I don't, I'm like, no one's buying the Hocus Pocus album. No. And it's like, I want a migraine set the music. <laughs> <laughs> My friend bought some acid, he's coming around, so what are we going to do? We're going to trash our parents' room. <laughs> Um, is that like it's, like it's pretty much like the precursor to dubstep? That thing yeah, is like, and I, yeah. I had a look at the lyrics to it. I actually oh, yeah. looked up some lyrics to these, and uh, in his Johnny, the word "bam" mm. is said 116 times. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> but I was amazed there was even lyrics to the song because it's like three so like, lines. Oh, I think like, it's got "bam bam chip bam bam" times 42, <laughs> "bam bam chip bam bam" times 26. Something like that. And it's I like want to a... see the, the, inla- the inlay of the single that has the lyrics. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the other good one would be to look up song meanings and see what people thought it actually meant. Uh, yeah. Those are the ones that everyone's like, you know, going about like Slayer and lots of stuff. Like, you know, subliminal messages to kill the parents. I'm pretty sure Here's Johnny was like telling people to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> so Here's Johnny is four minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. And they say it 116 times. Yeah. That's like once every... Yeah, their bands per minute's so. pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> Your band ratio is off the roof. <laughs> Crazy BPMs. <laughs> yes. Um, you Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson was number 10. I don't know the song. You're Not Alone because here's Johnny. <laughs> um, this is a great song. I, I listened to it twice and I was like, I don't. It was a great song. Yeah, and then I went back to 4 p.m. So this was my. <laughs> remember my sadness with Mariah Carey's. Um, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I can't remember the song now. She had a really sad song, and it made me cry as a child. Yes. And then the next year, "You're Not Alone" by Michael Jackson. Oh, isn't it? Um, say, not say the first to last. No. No. No, no. 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 This is your. This is your sad song. Yeah. Did your parents not even say it? Sounds like you shouldn't listen to him because he's. <laughs> A bad man. I don't think our parents knew what any of us were doing. Okay. We were happy and we were quiet. <laughs> That'll do. Um, next one is Back for Good by Take That, which, yeah. you know, certified. <laughs> I just Back always think that this song, especially with the chorus, reminds me of the Brady Bunch episode where Peter's voice is breaking. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that happening in the studio going, oh, we'll go with it anyway. There is a live clip that I, I tried to put on Instagram. It was taken down, like, rights on stuff, whatever. But, like... I really wanted to because there's 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 five members that didn't take that. One, I think two of them aren't great. There's one guy in the in the and he kept looking at the camera and smiling. <laughs> and he's just like the goofiest dude. He's Someone like, noticed me. He's just like, I'm not Robbie, but I'm someone. <laughs> Is that the guy with the longish hair? Yes. Yeah. Um. So uh, we went through um. So the 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 clip for this is just like 90s heaven like. They're wearing a big fur coat, but nothing underneath. Mm, like, lots of arms being stretched towards the camera. Lots of weird hats. Mm-hmm. A flap hat and lots of stuff. Um, yeah, one of them. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but we also talked about um, on our, uh, I think, June episode about when Robbie left, the Samaritans over in um, UK had to set up special suicide prevention lines because so many teenagers were like 
ringing up and saying, Rob has left, take that. I want to kill myself. But how? It's like, this is insane. <laughs> I wonder, not to be horrible, but how many people also called them when Robbie kicked off his solo career? <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> let's move on to uh, Let's Groove by CDB. I looked it up. Yeah. Do you know what CDB stands for? No. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, it stands for Central Dandenong Boys. Really? Oh. Yeah. Because the the, nice. the hard streets of Dandenong. Well, it's a good beat. Where'd they steal that from? Oh, it's Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. The whole uh. song's a colour, yeah. And one of them went on to win Australia's Got Talent in like 2012. No way. Really? Yeah, because I was having a look. And in 2012? In 2012. And this How was, old were they then? This was after he was doing like vocal coaching and stuff with the other singing yeah. shows. So he was doing that stuff. Well, and went on 95, to he's just a boy. Australian he's a talent. He's a, I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> Not grooving anymore. <laughs> Not a CDB. Um, he was a vocal coach and he's like, oh, I'm going to give it a go. Well, I reckon you need to keep listening to this because I'm pretty sure highest selling single of 1996 on the Aria chart. Uh-oh. Really? I reckon you're going to be talking about this next year. Oh, no. Man. It's just, it's a song that you know mums were going Oh, I like this one. Yeah. Play oh. that again. Oh, I'm going to turn this up, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's white boys stealing black music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I've got no, I've got no consciousness of what I'm doing at the moment. So, yeah, look. Uh, I mean, that one, if you're ever at a, a blue light disco, yeah. circa 1995, yeah. yep. this is like... And 96, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're me and I'm just like... On the back, well, I'm the back. <laughs> <laughs> I went to two, and I just sat in the back wall and and, and crossed my arms like this stuff. Where's the I offspring? Shut out computers. Just my dad is in the computer society. True story. Yeah, it's like nah. I remember one where like they put on something like that, and then the next song was killing in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it's sense. Like, bunch of dudes from the back just come out of the shadows and just start slamming. <laughs> Chance to swear at a blue light disco. Too. Yeah. Oh no, it was the, it was the cut version. No. <laughs> <laughs> we still did it, and then it's like, and then I think everyone said like, don't do it, I'll get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Golden Grove Rec Center. Oh yeah. <laughs> Went to a few blue lights there. Um, zombie by the Cranberries. Rightly so. Rightly so. Should be higher. Well, um, I this was one. Like, everyone knows the song, but I did have a look on songfacts.com. Yeah. And there's an amazing fact. I think it's the first fact that comes up when you look on songfacts.com. Yeah. I'll read it word for word. On August 31st, 1994, just a few weeks after this song was released, the IRA declared a ceasefire after 25 years of conflict, leading some critics of the Cranberries to wonder if the IRA was willing to call a truce to make sure the group didn't release any more songs about them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the the fact about that song. That's the fun of one fact. (laughs) It's like baseless conspiracy. And having a go at the band song. I don't know if it's baseless. (laughs) There's something in there. I mean, they probably shed a lot more light on it. Like... A lot of people knew about the IRA at the time. Yeah, yeah. But how many people wouldn't know, but then heard of the Cranberries and like, oh, hang on. What's all this about, eh? Mm. There would have been at least five or ten people that suddenly were like, what are they singing about? 
all right that's bad yeah yeah i saw i, I saw the patriot games it's bad yeah <laughs> harrison ford told me it's bad i'm gonna yeah, leave a Bono comment keeps on the, telling me oh wait there's no comment section yet but you know they would write something somewhere <laughs> um so next song was Mm. Have you ever really loved a woman? Yeah, uh, Australia's favourite. Brian Adams at a at his gravelly best. Mm. This song is um, not good. Oh, has it not good? It's but like Paul, another Brian Adams because it's in ballad. comparison to like what came before. Yeah, it's the same as the rest of them. No, but to really love a woman, you've got to love her deep inside. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but the other line that cracks me up is the one of uh, you can see your unborn children in her eyes, which could oh! be inappropriate. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. I didn't read that. Uh, yeah, that's a line in there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, do you have to go to the hospital when that happens? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some pink eye. <laughs> James is sitting there right and laid, going, "Damn it, I was going to use that." <laughs> I'm working to make the dirtiest pop song. <laughs> um, speaking of dirty pop songs, Mouth by Mel Bainbridge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, sorry. Another Night by MC Sar and the Rue McCoy. That's also good. That's, that's actually a really good song. No, we can skip over that. On to number four. <laughs> now I'm back in the pool like this guy. There's, yeah, there's so many of these songs like from the top <laughs> 50. They could have... You could mash them into one and you wouldn't know what's what. Yeah. I always think that one, I remember, I always think it's going to morph into um, Calling Mr. Moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, they've all got that like overly deep male voice that just speaks, but they claim it's rapping. <laughs> it's like, I can't rap, but I can... I can, I can speak deeply. I can speak deeply. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> um, so Mouth by Meryl Bainbridge, which we've talked on about in the show quite you, a while. You have. Yes. Yeah. Um, because... The lyrics for the because it gives you pleasure for you, isn't it? You want to hate it, but you secretly love it. <laughs> I do like it. Um, the 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 lyrics to the chorus go: Would it be my fault if I could turn you on? Would it be so bad if I could turn you on? When I kiss your mouth, I want to taste it. Turn you upside down. Don't want to waste it. The fuck. Don't get it in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Adams is like, you want to do a duet? <laughs> it's that. It's it's. When I kiss your salty lips, you will f- you will feel a little crazy. Like it's, it is just dripping <laughs> with bodily fluids, <laughs> and it's called mouth, which is a very bad name for a song. Eh. Like what's for a single mouth? Which is second single ears <laughs> moist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Meryl Bainbridge, like kudos to you for like. That song was huge. That it like, was. It, it made it in America. It was number yeah. one in America for a little while. It's like got a bit of a reggae beat to it. Do you think um, this and others are kind of grabbing the coattails of Madonna's sauciness? Yeah. Because she was a f- the first one that made it, well, probably not the first one, but that we're aware of that made it big of like being a bit risque, but yeah. kind of too risque. And people like, you can't sing these things, say these things and be that sexy. But if you want to dress like a grunge star... Or like well, yeah, be in a suit she, and talk dirty. That's she fine. had this like sort of look of like a bit of a hippie dippy, like the yeah. front cover was like her and like butterflies all around her sort of things. Like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm, you know. Yeah. Whereas if she came out like barely wearing a bikini, yeah. society would be like, Whoa, whoa, mm. that's too much. You can't do both. Back in your house <laughs> <laughs> with your filthy lyrics. <laughs> so if you if you bottom line is if you release a book, 
with yourself, you know, naked on each page. Yeah. Society will, but if if you're a hippie that like talks about eating cum, yeah, <laughs> you're or doing fine. it in someone's eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, we've talked about this also quite a lot on the. Um, Never enough. Yeah. Do you, never... do you want any backup singers? No. <laughs> I'll do it all myself. <laughs> only seal. <laughs> they could only be seal. Um, look, yeah. Shannon, give us... Come on. Well, the song is complete gibberish. Remember yeah. that the, you used to yes. get the magnets on your fridge that made poetry and you just slipped yeah. words? That's what this song is. A kiss from a rose on a grey. Yeah. What's that? That means you've taken a rose to a grave and you're just like, boop. <laughs> You just touch the grave with the no, rose. It's a grey, like as no. in the colour. Oh, I thought he was saying grey. No, but... I'm pretty sure it's the colour. Okay. Kiss the rose on the grey. On the grey. Which is, and then the line that when it snows, my eyes become large. That's Ooh. not necessarily the most romantic line you can come up with. It's just gibberish. Maybe Look. he likes a lot of anime, you know, and anime yeah, characters grave, yeah. are like in love with something. Their eyes go big and like doughy. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. The seal like anime? It's gibberish. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And now that your rose is in bloom, the light hits the gloom on the grey. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone would be singing grave, but it's grey. It's, okay. oh. it's gibberish. It is gibberish. And then also, but that's you know, okay. But it's, it sounds, it it's sounds beautiful important. gibberish. Also, yeah. released, what, 94? But mm. then Batman Forever, Joel Schumacher's like, Get that shit in my movie. Yeah, like, mm. at and the very end of the movie, please. The movie, yeah. <laughs> it will forever be featured in every single season of any of those singing competition shows, like Australian Idol. Yeah, someone well, was, was on that. Wasn't he one of the judges on it? Probably, probably he was. was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, <think>. he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get to it when it happens because uh, I can't remember what album it is, but I know it is a mid to late nineties album. There's an interview with David Bowie. Where he had a computer program that would basically write his lyrics. Nice. He would put a word in and then it would just like spit out this gibberish sentence mm-hmm. and he would write a song from that. Well, he invented AI. Basically. Wow. That's, <laughs> or like, maybe Seal invented it and David Bowie stole it. It could be. Computer. David Bowie lyrics and like, they're like, it's just. <laughs> 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 um, get rolled with the fever on the dance floor. Uh, his entrance staying live. So we got two covers in the uh, top ten. Yeah, I just want the I've been, two this, covers dancified. No, this this first the way we it starts is amazing. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Come on! You're going to your dead shit job in the nineties. And that comes on, you're like, ah. You picture the guy in office space. Yeah. <laughs> his traffic jam. It's like, oh. That was a song another... he listened to before he put on. Yeah. It's like another day at Brash's. <laughs> Damn it. I'm doing a 90, <laughs> story. Oh, yeah, another Brash's. Oh. No, no, life's good. Yeah. Yeah, Brash's is fine. You can't fail with that BG sample, though. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is like the start. I mean, for a while, we haven't had a lot of sampling, like on popular culture. Like, I mean, the during the um, like the rap in the night and the eighties and stuff like that, they used a lot of samples and stuff. Yeah, it's like and then you, why you have people to pay for it now? 
Yeah, well, it's white people caught on like, hey, what are they doing over there? Well, yeah, like I, th- I think they're like, you know, like, they're like, idea. well, we're no death row records here, at mushroom, but like, we'll uh, let's let's get some samples, and it's like we own most of this shit anyway, yeah. so like we don't have to pay any like royalties. Um, yeah, good on them. Um, this song, speaking of hip hop, was on. It was in the charts in in Australia for eleven weeks, number one. Not long enough, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> No, it could still be that. I'm surprised it didn't make a comeback yeah. recently. It doesn't sound 1995. Like it's no. not locked in that year. No. Um, I watched the garbage film that goes with it recently. Oh. Which one's that? Dangerous Minds. Oh, okay. Um, now it, it, we'll get to it when we get into like the July episode. But it's like it's definitely a thing of like you watch that in the 90s. You're like. Fine, because there's no such not that there's no such thing, but we weren't aware of the white savior <laughs> complex and all yeah. stuff. But it's like that movie is just like <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer like swinging into the ghetto and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, we wouldn't be able to do it without her. <laughs> it's um, amazing how long that did, and probably it still has, I think, carried on. Yeah, blindside and all that stuff. Yeah, where black cast members and actors are like, yeah, we'll go along with this, sure. Yeah. Mm. And they're not sad by like mm, we're okay by ourselves. We don't need it has you. it has some like good good moments and I will give it like that. And Michelle Pfeiffer's, you know, for what she's doing in the movie, she's great, but yeah, it's 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 definitely watching it with twenty twenty three eyes now. It's a bit yeah. But back to Coolio, <laughs> this song like Shannon, it's timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I think so Best I mentioned piece, before uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. I always now, think now was, I can't take it off my number one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I've mentioned in the past my rap growing up. My brother went through a real heavy rap phase, and it was like Method Man and <laughs> Red Man, like this like pretty hardcore rap to me. I was That's, like, "What oh, is this? This is scary." My and, pro- then, <clears throat> and then Coolio comes along with like that soothing voice, and Larry Sanders like doing his backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Oh man, completely yeah. different song. This is is. One of the greatest songs of all time. I still hear Amish Paradise though. <laughs> that comes to my head first when that, Which is still good. When that intro kicks in, that's yeah. what I hear first. I always like and I just remember that yeah, that huge black guy with like the sweat just dripping yeah. down and everyone just like Why is he so sweaty? But then he's like and then he gets into like into the the high bits. He's like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of coming to America where that guy sings the song. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so we've, we've compiled our own top fives in the Arias. Um, and I'm very interested to, to see what everyone came up with. Um, I, uh, it was hard for Shannon. Because, it was. I had to go right down all the way to the 50s, into the 50s. Because you're not, you're not um, well, we, we listen to this stuff like all the time. And, it, it's, it's, and when we first started doing the podcast, it's jarring because it's mm. like, I don't want to listen to this one more time. Yeah. And then you sort of get like a Stockholm syndrome. It's like, well, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm the opposite in that I have the uh, flashbacks to actually being there and being aware of it at the time. <laughs> it's so like a numb Having flashback. the actual visceral reaction to it from when I was listening to it going, oh, this is garbage. Because 95, I wasn't listening to anything that would be on the charts. Yeah, yeah. So just had general distaste for anything that was on the charts anyway. But to have to pick from that list of 50 was pretty tough. So I went a long way down. Yeah, I I probably should have mentioned you could go all the way to 100 if you want. Oh, see, that helps. Probably make it too easy. 
Um, I well, still struggled. I, I used the whole hundred, and I, but I struggled because there was a lot that I liked. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I went for what I think would be fairly easy ones to guess because they were just, if I had to pick from the $50 ones that I would choose to listen to. Okay. Rather than be forced to listen to thanks yeah, guys i would listen to these all the time <laughs> um should, should we start with shannon's number five yeah definitely yeah i went with kiss from rose nice because okay, cool. it's listenable i mean it's it's one it's of those songs song. it's a good song it is regardless of what you think of the genre or the, it's it's a good song i had it briefly in my five but i um <sighs> i just i felt that other things had to move up I, pay, I always pay like way. when top fives come along. You, you I, I'd imagine just you like in a <laughs> red string, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you take it so seriously. <laughs> well, this is forever now. <laughs> it's on the books. We can't come back in ten yeah, years. Yeah, we're actually going to talk to the ARIA people and get this to actually changed. <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is a uh, Cheryl Crow. Strong enough. Nice. Mm. I had a MTV Unplugged compilation CD Mm -hmm. in high school, and this is the Cheryl Crow song they picked. Was it um, like legit one or was it unauthorized? No, like the proper, the best of MTV Unplugged. Oh, I remember that because like it had no good stuff on it. Like had like yeah, it didn't have anyone's hits on it. Yeah, it had everyone's like second or third. We'll say that like um, I'm pretty sure it would be um, the Arrest Development uh, MTV Unplugged. I've watched recently. Oh. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Well, you're obsessed with them, though, so. I am. Um, I picked Sorrento Moon. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because I like that song a lot. Yeah. And as much as my wife sometimes, like, walks around and has to double take, she's like, are you, what, is this the radio? I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it was, I would not turn it off. So, yeah, um, I'm well and truly drinking the it. 95 Kool-Aid there. <laughs> uh, what's your number four? Um, I went Waterfalls TLC. That was nice. on my shortlist. Yeah. yeah. I also um, had another one, list. the Weird Al parody is amazing. Yeah, and I think also when I think about like definitive 90 songs, that's one of them. It's and like, it's, another, it's a good song. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a listenable song. And originally number 16, so like it was, you know, yeah. it was up there, it was around. Yeah. And um, I remember Blink-182 used to... No, no, they did. They did no scrub. They did a cover of no scrub. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, waterfalls. Yeah, no, uh, number four. Uh, my number four comes all the way from ninety-five. Ooh! If you put Peter Andre in this list, I must know. This is a <laughs> this is a call. Oh fuck off! I know. I I didn't have it in there for a while. Um, it was between that and chains. <laughs> <laughs> and chains didn't win. <laughs> well, I mean. Chains was at seventy four. Hey, look, if you want, if you want to give props to the nicest guy in rock, I don't want to do that, Dave Grohl. I I'm definitely not here for that part of it. Mm-hmm. But I um, it's it's a really good song. I feel like it just it deserves not being in the nineties. I was going through my shed and going through some boxes I hadn't been through for ages, and right at the very bottom was the um vinyl of the single of This Is a Call that I don't yeah. think I'd touched in like 23, 24 years. Yeah. I don't think it'd ever been played. I was like, oh, this could be worth something. Took it out of the sleeve. Massive, massive scratch oh. just running from side to side. So Is that, like, did you do that? Uh, I don't like this music. song. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling that in about 20 years time, you're going to be mean to your band members. <laughs> yeah, like a terrible horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the future. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's, that's terrible. Um, Thanks. Somebody's crying. 
Me too. Oh, oh no, that was my that, that was my number three. Oh no, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I gotta have some Isaac on there because we did that. It came out in I think May or April, and that was one of the albums I actually listened to in full a couple of times. So I'm like, this is really good. And putting it up loud and trying to sing along in the car. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> and it's like, um, and I think Chris Isaac's got like a pretty good reputation for being a decent person he's pretty funny too like yep. a, a yeah he's done um, a lot of sitcoms and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and he's, he, he he can really sort of um be self-deprecating too which was kind of cool and yeah i so, thought yeah. about it i saw it on the list i'm like oh it's not wicked game it's a really good song but it's... i can play the guitar of that but i can't sing it's, it's slim pickings <laughs> It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, that's so, what's, what's your number three? My number three is uh, Little Boys from Newcastle. Okay. Uh, Fuel Massacre. Yeah, I, was thinking, I, I, I didn't think you'd do tomorrow. I no. Like, when I saw Fuel Massacre, I was like, I bet that's his number one. It has to be. It's. I don't care if they're trying to be Helmet or Nirvana in pajamas. <laughs> um, I don't care if they were 14 or 15. This is a really, really good song. I always remember their. That's just the clip they used to show that on Rage was um, the film clip. Um, it's a music video. Um, <laughs> uh, when they played on top of the Dave's David Lemon's. Yeah. Like, do you, do you ever see that? They when they went to America, David Lemon got to play on top of the marquee, right, on top of the building, and it's like the like the street below was just covered in people, and it's just like. And we were talking about when when uh, we were talking about Silver on the on the show. You know, in six months they went from like playing a, sh- a gig in Newcastle to like. And Victor Harbour. And then Victor Harbour. And yep. then, like, New York City. And it's just like, yeah. And, like, also to the point that, like, I can understand how he burnt out. Yeah. It. Like, I mean, that would have been insane. Like the amazing part with that story is, especially when you're a kid at high school, you go, oh, yeah, you know, I'll play guitar. I'm going to become famous and then everyone's going to love me. Yeah. They did, went back to school and everyone went, you're a bunch of dicks. Yeah. yeah. Like, they got mercilessly bullied going it's, back to yeah. school. It's like, what, you like what, what can I do to be good? Like, you know, it's like, there's just no... It's like, and it's like this, the first, the, a really early tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yep. even without any of that, like this, this wasn't the lead hit and this was number 31. Yeah. So that's still a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. getting played on the radio is one thing, but you're number 31 on the ARIA chart. Like, yeah, I remember that. I mean, you're ahead of the Chili Peppers. Considering it was like a little less radio friendly than tomorrow too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are we up to? Number Good choice, three. Ben. What's your garbage, nope. Paul? Yeah, uh, I had to. I had to put. You went cock, no, Joe, didn't you? I put. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, zombie had to be in there. Like zombie was in my top ten of my all all year, and it's like it's that thing of like, it's more of a respect thing of just like, not only have you got a good song, you've got a good song about something that's actually like yeah. decent, um, and also uh, the last thing you hear in that song is bass. <laughs> so uh, you know. Good tone. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're number two. I went uh, Where the Wild Roses Grow. Same here. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Kylie's second attempt at being cool by hanging around with a uh, musician <laughs> and a far better choice with Nick Cave than Michael Hutchins. Yeah, oh yeah. No, I, I love the song. Oh, um, the album, Murder Ballads, is just yeah. amazing. Uh, we haven't got to it yet in the actual show proper, but yeah. It's, uh, I think it's maybe September? Yeah, September's a big month again. Okay. I still remember the big day out where... Nick Cave was playing and the rumour with everyone was that Kylie Minogue was going to come on stage. So yeah, yeah. the Nick Cave stage was even more crowded because people that wouldn't generally listen to him were there yeah. in case Kylie showed up. Did they have to go through like a bunch of like dreary 
depressing songs. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. like, Carly's gonna be here, and she Kylie's didn't show up. So she didn't. No, she wasn't there. She didn't, I don't think she was ever gonna be there. Like I think in Sydney she turned up. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh well, yeah, I'm gonna be in Adelaide. Yeah, she's not traveling the road show just to play one song. You never know. It was a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> Made your number two. Both your number twos. It's like uh. I'll do it if I can do like a little mini set in the middle. I was like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. I've, I've vocally been not a big Nick Cave fan. Um, he has some good stuff, but every now and then like the jury, I like a jury song, mm. but sometimes the jury is not like, doesn't grab me it's enough. enough. No, like it's either too jury or not jury enough. And this one, like it's not something that I could listen to really consistently like, it's a really two? good song what's your number two but it does not come close to gangster's paradise okay well okay this is <laughs> this is the right amount of jury yeah and although it's originally number one um i was going to do like a top five of songs that didn't make it to the top five but yeah but it was number one for a reason it's it's a great song it's an awesome song yeah yeah it, you'd be a fool not to have it in your top five <laughs> absolute <laughs> fool <laughs> shannon what's your number one number one <laughs> Well, it, I'm a fool, sorry. <laughs> uh, mine was really a nostalgic pick, and it's nostalgia that at the time I wasn't necessarily listening to it a lot, but went with self-esteem. Because oh, okay. really, if I want to go back to a party in 1995, that yep. song, bang, straight there on the beach, that's playing, everyone's jumping around. Give you a nya nya. Yeah, nya, yeah, pretty nya. much. It was like the uh, most, in a good way, Sex Pistols-y type sort of thing. Like, it's got that real brattishness to it that all kids love to hear in a song, I think. It was yeah. Like, yeah. like, in a good way. I'm not, like, I'm not... It's it's like... And it's just... um, It's got a single-on chorus. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, Look, it's not yeah. making my top 100 normally, but if I'm limited yeah. to the 50 pieces <laughs> that I've got from the Aria charts... So what's your number one? What's your number one? Yeah, no, we got On three. Ready? One, two, three. You, you ought to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had like oh a gosh. tiny inkling. <laughs> wow. You should have heard our Alanis. <laughs> Absolutely, we just fucking gushed about it. <laughs> uh, if, if Ironic had been on there, I would have pipped it, but like, you want to know, it's like, yeah. You would have put Ironic ahead of this? I do like Ironic. Ah, you're a fool. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um, th- this what, was number twenty. That's not that's not right. That this should be number twenty. It is. It is an amazing song. It is a uh, revenge song. Um, it's a little bit sexy. A little bit sexy. Um, <laughs> Don't say it like that. A little bit sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and it has the ooh ooh bit. Yeah. Oh man. It's like. Um, and I think in this one too, like when in the um, the film clip, <laughs> she seems to be a bit more. Um, it's like sort of like. Prowling around like the, the like she's yeah. like she's like really like it's, it's a bit more like um uh it's not as nice as the other singles off the album though this no. one's got some ferocity to it so, yeah yeah and it's a real good balance of like it's got a bit of that nineties grunge just like that middle of the road rock sound it's got a bit of that poppy you know nineties-ness mm. and then it's, she's got her own she's got a pretty unique voice I feel like yeah like yeah. she stands out yeah and then she went on to be God she did yeah that gave her a bit of credibility. I would say she went on to become God. People realised that she was God. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's get on to the Triple J Hottest 100 of 1994, 
So the Triple J won Hogs 100. Um, look, before we get into like the, the top 10, let's get into some, maybe some, uh, or should we do any of the honourable mentions or should we just get... Just we have to it? because number 100. Number 100 was... Oh. Oh. <laughs> so Stay, I miss you, my Lisa Loeb. Everybody had a crush on Lisa Loeb at the time. How is that 100? Oh, I think it would have been before? regarded as too poppy for Triple J. You wouldn't have heard it very often on Fuck Triple off, J. Triple J, J listeners. But then you got things of stone of wood. <laughs> yeah. this, like, that's, that's just the... Um... And Collective Soul Shine is yeah. at 92. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the non-Triple J listeners voting. Yep. Mm. What uh, happens every year, does it not? It does. And every year people complain about it, but that's how you get diversity. Yeah. So let's go on. Let's. Uh, I mean, it is a pretty. Uh, <sighs> Regulate is eighty nine. <laughs> that's that's a true crime. That was not an intentional rhyme. Um, There's some good tracks in there. Can you yeah. Imagine, yeah. Like I mean, can you imagine this? Just like you got like the because this. I mean, this one's a little bit easier because this is listener voted. No excuses. Alison Chains number eighty. Yeah. Your mate's cracker at seventy eight. No one was listening to that. How did I get so high? I wonder if this is the first time, though, where listeners were trolling when they put in number nine. We'll get there in a sec, but yeah. No. Um, but let's start, let's, let's start off with um, number 10 then. So by the severed heads, we got Dead Eyes Opened 94, which is a, is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just play a little bit of it. No, you don't have to. Okay. So I'm assuming that like Because like Triple J went all night The late night dance yeah. crowd Were like Well we need to be represented <laughs> And here's Johnny wasn't out yet This is nice to know Oh the troll was right I get it You're not going to um, yum But yeah no, Coming at number 9 Is If I Only Knew By Tom Jones mm. Now um, a la 1999 when um, Offspring's uh, pre Fly for White Guy got number one. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like I think every year like there's like one song where it's like let's just fucking vote for that and see if he gets in. Um, I think he was still writing the tales of Kiss, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like kind of made him cool again. But like, remember there's a bit of a re like he got a bit of a revamp in the late 90s because he did um, that out that covers album. Mm. Um, and I know that he did, was it the um, the Cardigans lead singer and him did something together. I think. Or? Yes, Kerry Katona. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. The the singer from the Katona. lovely lovely singer. <laughs> yeah, Mulder and Scully lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's not that's not. Um, that's maybe, Catatonia. Catatonia. Yeah. There we go. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. Um, so if I only knew by Tom Jones, um, the best thing did you see the front cover of his album this came off of? No. <laughs> it's quite a thing. I'm trying to find anything about this song. Oh, it's a Rise Robots Rise song. I don't know what that is. That it was a hip hop song. Uh, quality. <laughs> Tom Jones didn't get the memo in 1994 that maybe you should think about your album cover <laughs> we don't want to see you and that looks like it's been photoshopped like if you look at the front cover of um tom joe's the lead the lead the lead and how to swing it or the lead and how to swing it um it's a picture of him mid screen he looks sweaty he's got a 
fishnet singlet on, but it looks like it's being composed of like a bunch of like different images. I don't know if that's that's him. I mean, I was maybe he wanted to go. It looks like he said, "I want to go shirtless," and they're like, "You're too hairy." Yeah, he would have been over fifty at the time, wouldn't he? He's looking good. Yeah, yeah look, if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, <laughs> swing swing your lead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know. I, I think that was that might have been a, a, a troll job. Um, this was the original. Um, a group called Rise Robot Rise in 1992 did what? If I only knew. What? Yeah, he covered. Really? I had no idea. There you go. Tom Jones is stealing. Because that sounds like it's been taken from like a swing big band like. That- yeah. yeah. That has 4,000 listens versus Tom Jones' version, which. I'm sure they got don't... some sort of like publishing uh, kickback from Tom. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened there. If. Yeah. Um, so let's go on to uh, the next one we've got is number eight. We've got Coma by Max Sharan. Um, what again... is that song? <laughs> <laughs> This is like a, a, a 90s Australian talent song. She's on like yeah. a talent show and got a record contract from just performing it on the talent show. This is, this is pure Triple J though of like, we'll not only be so on the edge of like the mainstream, we're going to find like the most bizarre, obscure artists and sort of give them like... A, I mean, it doesn't sound like everything else, I guess. But Yeah, yeah. And I look, I, I look, I might be very like, there might be some Max Sharam listeners going, fucking, she was like my, <laughs> she's my, if, like my guiding light in the movies. If anyone knows who Max Sharam is, please write in. If you can tell me three Max Sharam songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard of this person or this song before in my entire life. Sounds made up. <laughs> it does. It's all made up. Uh, so the next one we've got about a girl um, the, the, from um, the. MTV Live Unplugged New York. Um, obviously, this is going from the 90, from nineteen ninety four songs. It was a huge thing, a huge release in the year that he also died. Um, and this was we we're saying it off mic before we started. Is like this one, I think, got like just so much airplay for the next couple of years. Like this was like the definitive Nirvana for a lot of people growing up at that time. Yeah, like, I would say that this probably got out. Like never mind, probably got outlisted by this. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, and it was that's the thing like the the set list was pretty much more of their obscure tracks or covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's become the songs that they're known for a lot of the time. The intro yeah. of um, this is our first uh, first album, most people don't own it, always, yeah. always cut off with the intro, like, yeah, the, yeah. I was like, oh man, play it properly. <laughs> um, so then we go on to, and I think this was, I think this was in your top 10 last year, the last I think season, so, yeah, uh, See the by Veruca Salt, which was first. just. Three seconds of this song are perfect. Oh my god! Such a good start to a song. I the rest love. of it's, it's good a great, too. yeah, it's a great yeah. track. But just that start with the oh, it's so good. I love um, Brugasol a lot, but especially like um, this album. The next album is like very, very big parts of my life, and um, it was good to see him. Like you know, to t- like the, to be fair. Well, I suppose there's only two. <laughs> I was going to say this. There's like a couple of like a bit of diversity in the album. It was like. It's Max Sharam and um, Veruca Salt, the only females. But um, but yeah, it was good to see that, like you know, um, at that time where alternative grunge bands were mainly sort of male dominated, we, they 
people did vote for Seether and, and just just for anyone that doesn't know the first three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then we get into the offspring. <laughs> because they Oh you skipped five. Did I skip five? Yeah. Which we've already talked about. Look, I'm only one man. <laughs> <laughs> I well, feel like number five uh, flows on very nicely from number six. Have you made a playlist? No, I'm looking at your playlist and you did not put it in because you'd already put it in like earlier. So that's why. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Frog Stomp. I'm um, sorry. Tomorrow from Frog Stomp. Ugh, it's late. It's actually early. <laughs> um, what, can, what else can be said? I, as again, like, I reckon Pure Mask or Israel Sun better songs, but like... Hit-wise, though. Hit-wise, tomorrow. This is a very friendly song. This has got... This was always going to be yeah. um, in, in the top 10 at And I think Triple J at the time, because it was discovered through them, yeah. made such a massive deal about oh, this, man. this song. Remember when we discovered this band? Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of impressive because this would have caught on, I think it was April... And it first yeah. came out, and then June they had the video. Mm. Yeah. So for people to be voting for this still at the end of the year, yeah, like yeah. it just showed. Like I know tomorrow's like kind of the like overdone Silverchair song, but six months on, people are still like, yeah, I don't hate it. And yet. what I'm talking about, so like Frog, um, Frog Song wasn't even out yet. So yeah, yeah. Like, and this, so yeah. this is all people really had for the majority of the year. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't grow to hate it. That says a lot about it. <laughs> the fact that they didn't hate it says a lot about it. Yeah, because <laughs> like like Shannon said, Triple J probably would have been smashing this oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did it to Grinsmoon too, remember? Yeah. Like yeah. when that when they broke it was like Grinners. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um Okay. You gotta keep them separated. Uh Come Out and Play by the Offspring. Pretty iconic start to the song. Yeah. You gotta you gotta admit, like uh, what no, we, we, you learned you taught us a new word, Paul. What? Echoic. Echoic, yeah. Look. And this was, again, like parties in the 90s always had this, like, and um, for all the mean, for the longest time, I probably didn't know much of that happened on Smash. It was just yeah. like self esteem and this and bad habit. Um, but I remember seeing them live, and this is just like one of those songs that you, you hear live, and it's like, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and the, and the, and the mosh pit, I'm like, this is just insane. Um, but it also has the thing that Triple J, Hottest 100 voters love, is a little quirky bit in it. Yeah, that they can all yell out. Yeah, and yeah that's yeah. going to guarantee you a Australians top like to yell. <laughs> yeah, and to be involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and the next one, let's let's do them as a as a as a, as a duo because you can't separate them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. You're on fire. Yeah, yeah, You're well making done. up for my. Uh... Well done. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't record at eight a.m. <laughs> I'm awake now and functioning. I've had two cookies. I'm ready to go. Yeah. See, I'm I'm past my prime. Yeah. I'm you're like... a bakery. You're already shut. <laughs> But if you're looking at split votes, uh, I mean, to have three and four, yeah, that's if you've only got one song in there, they were number one. It would have been that would have had offspring voters yeah. splitting their votes either yeah. way. It's just it's just so weird, that, like that. Uh, yeah, look, and they're good songs. Are I they wonder the best, how close it was vote wise. Are they the best songs of yeah. like 1994? Though, it's yeah. like it's just like I mean, when you look look down the list and you've got like even stuff. Um, like even like you know, uh, sabotage or something like oh, that. It's like you know yeah. you got all these songs that are going down the list, and it's like, but then self esteem and come out of play. And I suppose it is that for that sort of joining in, sort of um, that sort of novelty sort of, sort yeah. of thing got through. When they do again, their hottest one hundreds of all time, I think there's only one track in the top ten that's making the hottest one hundred of all time. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, closer was number two. Let's go to number. Let's go to number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, let, give, let's give Shannon a brief second if you have any take on Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I have a there's a, a Wow FM my radio station's connection to this track mm. in that Wow FM lost a sponsor because of it because a day a nighttime presenter was doing a fill-in show on a daytime show right and I think at about four o'clock in the afternoon decided to play closer by Nine Inch Nails and then went straight into a sponsor's announcement from a oh. uh, local business whose owner was listening and then rang up because oh my they God. were playing the station in the shop. And uh, cancelled their, uh, their sponsorship there and then. Not, the, I mean, not necessarily a song you play during the day. Yeah, I probably not. It's like, I mean, depending on what the, what the business was, I mean, close it could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, for me, I was. This is another song that just has very vivid 1995, 94 memories going to, again, yep. the Hotel Crown, which was the only place to go out <laughs> on a Saturday night in Victor Harbour. Yeah. They had DJ Jamie there, and he was a DJ <laughs> as in not your. DJ as in now he was your DJ as in I can put blue it. light disco DJ yeah yeah yep. I can and put a compilation CD DJ. yeah pretty much <laughs> if you went to the crown often enough you could set your clock to <laughs> what song he was playing when and you knew which song would come after oh, which God. song and closer was always getting close to the end of the night they're getting ready to close I'll get your drinks just, in before closer I'll play this one <laughs> so that the drunk people don't even have to have subtle signals to pick each other up yeah like but it's such a weird song to have in a pub because it's 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 not. Fun. Well, the Crown was a weird place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've never been there. So country um, pub in a surf town, it's a weird place. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about DJs when we get to Semisonic's closing time. Nice. Mm. I don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we've we've made our um, Trent Reznor opinions noted. Fair enough. On here, um, he's done us. I can't remember what film. I th- I think it might be the new um, Joaquin Phoenix film. I think he does the score for it. Like, why are people still acknowledging this man? He'll see the score for the new Halloween though. It's pretty good. Yeah, I know. That's a, yeah, but fuck off, Trent. <laughs> I mean, that to me... Is, Get lost. <laughs> that to me is the opening crawl of Seven. Yep. Because that's the song at the top of it. So yeah. like, in that regard, fine. If you just want to be a soundtrack guy, fine. Just don't do anything else. And don't give us Marilyn Manson. Oh, you already did. Fuck you. <laughs> um... So let's go on to so number one, uh, we had our first is that a first um, crossover? Mm. Yeah, so um, zombie from the cranberries, um, also number one. Um, well, I mean, it didn't make it on again. Yeah. It's just showing how late Australia is to the game. This came out in nineteen ninety four. We're still buying it in nineteen ninety five. But yeah. do you think like some of the triple Jacksons is like oh because like this is a song that for, to, for me would have been it would have found its feet on triple J. But then when it got big, Triple J was like, oh, we still have to play it. Yeah. I bet Triple J did not play this song at all in 1995. Yeah. No, it's mm. like, no, it's, it's apart from like, yeah, when, for this, it'll be yep. like, nah, we're, we're done now. And maybe that's like, it would be funny if they did it like for every number one. Because like, it was around this time where for all the derisive comments that like um, mainstream radio would make about the ABC and Triple J, they were watching them very closely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they were like, well, we got to like get that edge to it sort of thing. So like, I remember, yeah, like a lot of, um, you'd find a lot of crossover in the next few years. So it's like, we're going to play this edgy new song by the Cranberries. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to keep track of how many think, how many bands and artists Triple J has like blown up in Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's insane. Now, um, we're going to go on to our, our own top fives for, uh, for the Triple J Hulls 100. 
So I'm interested to see because, I mean, as far as top 10 goes, not bad. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's a few it sort needs, of missions. It though. needs some editing. It, it needs some judging. Um, so I'm going to start off with uh, Shannon again. So what's your number five? Okay. Uh, number five, I went for Black Hole Sun. Nice. Mm. And kind of, again, went with songs that I didn't look at. The, the songs I would have chosen in 1995 are probably yeah. fairly different to what I'd choose now. So I went with which songs from this list do I still listen to? Yeah. And just looking through them, like, I mean, there was a lot of, there's a lot of crossover to our list, our, our actual end of year list for 1994 for our year in review. And I'm like, do I double up or do I not? You, well, what's the best? Yeah. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what uh, the best? What's, what's, uh, what's, what's your number five? You are going to love my number five. What? It was originally number 61. 61? It is hey! Jealousy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't realise that I knew this song when we first covered it last year. Yep. Uh, and it's just a really fun song that I'm not getting bored of, and it deserves much better than 61. <laughs> Notable to say that the last time I heard the song was in a shop on Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where it lives now, but... It it is not in the top five best songs on this list. Yeah. Um. It should have been in my honorable mentions, but because I just love it so much now. Well, same with my top. Um, my number five is "Feel the Pain" by Dinosaur Junior. Because <sighs> that song to me, um, you know, when when Rage would do their grunge specials, they mm-hmm. do like a bunch of Nirvana clips, a bunch of Pearl Jam ones, a bunch of Soundgarden ones, but then they go into like the like the sort of in between stuff. That's when you find your Weezers and stuff like that. But yep. they always play "Feel the Pain" where they playing golf in, across the city yeah. and it's just um, it's just very very like one of those songs I just never get sick of yeah like I was in the song all the time and then then when I saw it in uh, the Sinbad movie with <laughs> Phil Hartman um, Sinbad is little backstory Sinbad is uh, pretending to be Phil Hartman's friend in this movie what was it called? Houseguest Houseguest right and um, Phil Hartman has a goth daughter and she's listening to Dinosaur Junior, and the subtitle at the moment said, "Was it morose music?" Yeah, like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, Dinosaur Junior's "Feel the Pain." Yeah. <laughs> that's made my top five. Yeah, and uh, it's been a song I've listened to, yeah, a lot. Um, but my son's just discovered it because I managed to chase up and find an old version of Rock Band oh, with nice. the drums and the guitar, Amazing. and we plugged it in, and it's on there. And oh, he kind wow. of discovered it on his own through that and it's loves it as well now. so good. It's just, yeah, it's one of the, my favourite songs of all time. It's so. off my favourite Dinosaur Junior album. Yep, yep. Um, so it number four. Uh, I, I just I just wanted to say that it was in my honourable mentions. Okay. That I almost had to feel the pain. Now, you so, listed it last year. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was in your... It's just a bit sad now because we're, we're, we're connecting over this and you're just trying to... Yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, just want to be a part of it. <laughs> can, we, can we continue? Yes. Was that your number four? Uh, no, my number four, you probably will disagree, Ben. Oh. I would do you love me by Nick Cave because the album Let Love In, I think, is <laughs> I fantastic. But yeah. the part that blows my mind is Red Right Hand didn't make it into the hottest one. It's insane. Yeah. It's made it into the best of all times since then. Yeah. But the fact that Red Right Hand didn't make it into the hottest 100 of that year is crazy. Is yeah. that... It might like, not have been a single at the time or it might have but been But is it maybe... Later. Like I was saying with Tomorrow How That didn't get overdone, did Red Right Hand get overdone? Yeah, I don't know. Well... Red Right Hand is like, we've talked about this, like, you go into the X-Files, you go into yeah, the Yeah, it, like, it, 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 it was a bit of a slow burn, I think. It took a yeah, while for yeah. it to really... So maybe yeah. if you look at next... Something. It might be even be next year's. I don't think it ever made it into, really? uh, like, a regular Hottest 100. It made it into the... When they do the of all times every now and again. That's insane. But, yeah. 
classic right. Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> Got these great songs, but nah, no one cares. Um, <laughs> fell on Black Days. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I considered Black Hole Sun, but Fell on Black Days is a better song. Yeah. But it's not as good a song as um, Dad Tried to Live, which is not in here, so Soundgarden's not on my list. And Big uh, Wave is so good. What? Big Wave as well. Was that, did that make the hottest 100? My Wave, I think, was in there somewhere, and Spoon Man might have been. Spoon Man's in there, yeah. Um, mm. Fell on Black Days was 53, yep. which I think is reasonable. Yeah. But... But again, you've got that thing similar with Offspring. They're splitting your Soundgarden fans are splitting their votes yeah. over a long. They had songs. four or five very like good quality songs off that album. So, yeah. what are you going to choose? Um, now for my f- number four, we've got a thing called Paul Rock on this. Right. Yeah. So like Paul Rock's like that middle of the road, collegey sort of jangly sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a three way tie for this one. I'm still trying Uh-oh. to work out what it is. It could be mm by the Crash Test Oh, okay. It could be Low by Cracker. Yeah. Or it could be Round Here by Counting Crows. Oh, okay. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, can we guess which you, one you, you want? You just with? give up your top three, right? <laughs> 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 no, because no, I was like, I, was like I, can't, I can't, they can't all be Paul Rock. Like, we, we all wish it could be, but like, whatever. Um, I'm going to go. You, you, you want to guess? I'd go Round Here. It is Round Here. Yeah. Um, it missed out on, um, I don't think it got any mentions in my top tens last year because, like, in, in the thing of a year, like it's mm. uh, it's really hard to sort of and you you don't want to always go with your heart. Like my thing has always been with these top top five lists is that we try not to go with our heart because it's like we don't want to have like lists of like like every other nineties top five list mm-hmm. sort of thing because like it's, it's you know we found other stuff that's you know could be in yeah. that sort of thing. So like it was like thing we of couldn't like, just have like the first five tracks of Vitology as our top five because <laughs> <laughs> because nothing man's in there. It's not a good song. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> Paul looks actually hurt. What was that? We would we talked about all that on the special. I don't like nothing, man. Uh... And it's because of my fault because I can't hit the the, the notes he hits in the line of third course. Well, practice. No, I got you. Just hit it. <laughs> he was willing. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so yeah, I'm around here by um, Counting Crows. Uh, look, Counting Crows came to me when I was on I took a year off after my first son was born and I was just like just I was like buying a lot of stuff off of eBay like just like cheap albums lots mm-hmm. of stuff and I was just like looking into stuff and like I always hated Counting Crows and then I listened to them again I was like they're not bad and then I listened to them more and I'm like they're really good <laughs> um, and I don't, look I understand Mr. Jones a lot of people like that song a lot of people hate that song but Round Here is just an all round great song um, and um, never yeah. even listened to it. It's the first track off their album. <laughs> uh, so the you, album. you mustn't have ever listened to commercial FM radio. Um, I haven't heard. If, hang on. If we do, I know it. Starts off slow. Pretty shitty intro. I can picture Paul in the passenger seat of a car, head leaning against the window <laughs> as it's slightly raining, mouthing along yeah, to the words. Yeah. Uh, we're eleven. Got out the front in. door. Thirteen seconds in. Before the song starts. What was that song you and Craig hated me for because the intro took too long? 13 seconds and there was nothing happening. No. You'd know the chorus. I'd, Round I'd, here. It's taking too long. <laughs> uh, if you're coming with me to the show on March 30th, you need to get your Round Here on. <laughs> because we're going to be doing 
Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be pointing fingers. I don't know if I've got 13 <laughs> seconds to spare. <laughs> you just be that one voice in the crowd going, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Adam Juritz will do it in his own time. <laughs> um, number three. Uh, feel the pain. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number three for you. Uh, it's not feel the pain, but it was in my own It's Paul Rock. Originally number 69. The crash test dummies. Mm. Oh. Mm. See, the reason I, I didn't pick that one is that I that's not my favorite song off the album. There's more than that song on the album. Oh, it's, really, it's, it's a really good song on the album that you should check out. But, um, is that the cover? <laughs> no, the Peter Pumpkin head. Oh. No, it's that um, Afternoons and Coffee Spoons. It's a really good song. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, they did a really good cover of uh, Androgynous. Or was that in the previous album? It was the previous album. Yes, yeah. But still, this song, just because Dumb and Dumber alone, I, I just, love Dumb and Dumber as a but kid. But again, I, I wonder what the uh, like the the finish playing on Triple J start playing on Triple M overflows. Would be yeah, this. this is a song yeah. now that you hear quite a lot. It's almost the same voice as Chocolate Rain. <laughs> yeah, mm. I'd, I'd love for that guy's speaking voice to be like his singing voice. Whoa, so good. No the Chocolate Rain guy or the. Crash Test Dummy. Oh, both. Both. Is it the same guy? <laughs> <laughs> we should check if Chocolate Rain has covered this because he really should. He should, yeah. It's a trick if he hasn't. I'd say he would have. Mr. Have to have. Mr. Paul, number three. Okay. Have you, have you decided yet? Well, no, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going in between the two. Um, you're going to hate it. Just get, cut your hair by pavement. I mean, it's their only good song, so I'm not that mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... A silver chair cover. <laughs> nice. I, oh, yeah. It's the, again another like definitive '90s song. Yeah, I didn't even me. see it in the list. Um, it was uh, number sixty. But see, I think Pavement, and this time there are a few bands that were doing it. Custard, that I always kind of felt they realised the formula of the Hottest One Hundred and went, "Can we have something a bit of a hook that's a bit yeah. cheesy that we can throw in because yep. then we'll do well see, and we'll get Triple J play." Um, again, um, Cuss is a band that I used to not like, but now I do. Yeah. Like it's that, they're actually like way, way better than I, th- I, th- I remember. And I don't hate Pavement. I just hate that CD shops always had them and not Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> like it was always Alphabet, Pavement, and then Pacifier. Yeah. And then Pussifier. And then Q. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Number two. Uh, number two, I went for today, Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. Just um, uh, a lot of love for that album. Yeah, I was listening to. Um, we recently did painting in my house, and we had like a just a general like it was like a sixty-eight hour nineties thing on, and Disarm came on. And I'm like, oh, fuck this song! Like it's like as much as like when I listened when we did it on the actual show, we didn't give it like a lot of love. No, because um, Billy, Billy Corgan tends to override a lot of shit. Yes. <laughs> when, yeah, when you, yeah, it's yeah. like one of those things. Like once you like look under the look under the flaps, it's like it's like. Oh, it's actually, he's not that great. He's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, worst, worst concert I've ever been to was the Smashing Pumpkins gig. Which one was that? Uh, was like, uh, like twenty much later. Okay, yeah. And he did the whole, "Do you want to hear our early stuff?" And the crowd went nuts. And then he went, "Do you want to hear some new stuff?" And there was kind of crickets. <laughs> it was a Tuesday night, and all of the people that were there had babysitters, and yeah, we just yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, play the hits, and get on with it. And because of that crowd reaction, he kind of just spat the dummy. And did like a 
10 to 15 minutes of just feedback from a guitar amp solo and I've never seen so many people leave a wow, concert early like amazing. there were streams of people after 10 minutes going oh, let's just go and then I'm like to my wife no 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 because they'll come back on they'll do a great song like they'll come back on they'll do a great song so we sat through it all they went off he came back on played some obscure song acoustically on a guitar and then walked off without saying a word and my wife was not happy it was just after Josh Homme had spat the dummy and uh, stormed off the stage saying he was never coming back to Adelaide Jeez. as a support act with Queens of the Stone Age it was ah, a good time for if only that was true <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he had a big diva moment. Did he? Yeah, yeah. It was like something about a bouncer and then not being able to smoke in the entertainment center. And then, yeah, yeah without finishing the song, he kind of turned around, said he was never coming back to Adelaide, and walked off the stage. Yeah. Good time. Yeah, you know what? I'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> see you, mate. <laughs> Everyone was just here to see Dave Grohl anyway. It's an event. Yeah. Oh, was it the Crooked Vultures? No, oh, no, no, it, was, Foo Fighters and, it yeah. was Queens of the Stone Age and people only, that was re- early Queens of the Stone oh, Age days yeah, and yeah, people yeah. only yep. knew them as the band Dave Grohl was drumming with. So I yep. think they showed up hoping he'd be there. <laughs> the, the dangers of going to see bands well past their prime. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of a concert in, of Radiohead um, walking up halfway through Creep. Yeah. Because they did a lot of stuff and people weren't giving him much like, like applause and then they did Creep and he like fucking lost it. Wow. Some, yeah. That's fair. Kind of, but I like, that's part of my love for Crash Test Dummies is he really appreciates that that song made them. Yeah. He yeah. respects that song. I was like, this yep. changes. Like, we wouldn't be anything without this song. Yeah. That's why, and you know what, like, I've talked about it a few times, but like, one of the reasons I like the Mountain Goats is when I first time I saw him, he's like a guy who's been doing this for 20 years and it's like he's playing his first gig. Yep. Like, John Darnell like, puts on a show and just like, and he's played these songs so many times, even this year, which he plays every single yeah. night. Yeah. Fucking, he does it so well and he's like gets just into it and I'm like okay like that, that's that's the mark of a good performer well I think yeah. like yeah back in the day when you just sold your albums and did a tour yeah you'd get sick of songs these days when you get your check from Spotify saying how much money each song makes for you you'd, yeah. you'd get some favourites then yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you'd have to this you have to paying the bills you have to thank you know what keeps you going yeah yeah, yeah. so nah. so your number two my number two is Sabotage nice um uh, was 16 which like is is not that low but for one of like the greatest songs of yeah. the 90s we'll jump ahead that's my number one good it's choice just, yeah and that would be probably that'd be my top 10 anyway of of all songs i reckon yeah and just the the course change of we're gonna go from this snot-nosed rap band to actually learn some instruments and play them yeah live and we'll go back to our roots of being a punk band and yeah just oh, and the clip and everything about it is so good. I was finding the version of them doing this on Letterman. I was like, yeah, oh, so they're good. a full yeah. band. And yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were just guys in spacesuits that jumped around and <laughs> tried to rap real badly. My son loves that song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this song is. Uh, I'll admit, I think I mentioned before when I was in a band and we covered it, like took it to a new level for me of like how much I respect and understand and how good it is. Paul, the bass in it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I should have. I should. It should have been my top five. But should have. It was in my top for last year. And I was like, and again, I'm like trying yeah. to like sort of yeah. But so my number two. Uh oh. Well, here's yeah. I feel like I need to have some female in there, and I was tossing up between two. One being "Confide in Me" by Kylie Minogue, which I really like that song. Mm. Um, and also "Supernova" by Liz Fair. 
And I'm going to stick with Liz, mm-hmm. Supernova by Liz Fair because Supernova by Liz Fair is amazing and I love Liz Fair. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Cornflake Girl when you were... Uh, I'm not a big Tori Amos fan. Yeah. Um, one of my friends was used to love her and I think... You know that thing where someone loves something and you just like go of your way to hate it? Yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. man. Um, well, so, like, um, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go with uh, Supernova by Liz Fair. I like that you, you drop in what your other choice would have been as if you almost get two number twos. Yeah, uh, that's, how I, that's how I do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like that it's so close to being number two, but it didn't actually make the top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't the one that almost made number two, number three? It's weird. Like, I, I, looked, I don't know how my brain works. <laughs> Um, so your number one was Sabotage Sabotage yeah. What's your number one? Should we say ours at the same time? <laughs> it's not going to be the same It's not? No Oh That's sad um, I put it in there as soon as I saw it fade into you Nice Because I think it was our number one of that year as well It was, yeah um, I'm, I'm, I don't know It's not coming to me I don't Maddie Star? I, probably, I would have heard it I'm sure yeah. I would have heard it But oh. I'm looking at it going Hang on I don't know the track uh, we'll put it on for you. You can uh, vamp. It this. was originally number thirty-two, so I kind of I appreciate how far it got. Because for me, Mazzy Star and Fading to You is like coming to me as like some boy band from the UK. Quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's a very very cool song. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh. There's a. I found a. They play the Bridge School. Oh yeah, that, yeah. They nice. That song is amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful the Into Dust didn't also make the hundred because then I would have like, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to choose between the two of them as I did uh, in 1994. I didn't know what to choose. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was writing them down as I go, but I kind of put them in a vague order of where I think they'd fall. Yeah. And I wrote Fade Into You first, and then everything else would shuffle. I was like, I can't, I can't move that song. Yeah, it's the perfect amount of dreary for me. <laughs> Some would say a little bit long, but like you know, uh, dreary oh, lasts forever. You like shoegaze as long. Yeah, <laughs> that band's coming back too. That you that fucking um, that I can't remember. That band that comes up a bit slow dive. Yeah, they're coming back with a new album this year. That won't be as good. No, um, <laughs> it'll sound like. All right, disappoint us, Paul. What is it? Okay, so this song um, I mentioned it in in our end of year review. This has been in any compilation, any mix CD that I make. I'm pretty sure this song's always on it because Africa. <laughs> yes, um, I love the film clip to it. I love um, everything about it. I love the love of this album. It is Interstate Love Song by oh, Stone Temple Pilots. Should have known because yeah. it is amazing. I'm surprised um, neither of you went for Spin the Black Circle in the top five. I, I thought about it. I wrote it down and then I... Is Better Man in there? No. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Nothing Man was number 11. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, that's, that is my number one is, um, is Interstate Love Song by that, Summer Bowls. Yeah. Um, that guitar riff oh, in Interstate Love Song is just yes. perfect. And they look like... They're, 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 they're coming up to their drop-off. Like, I mean, after... Purple, like the album, like it's 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 not good for them. Um, come back with Big Bang Baby in a few years' time, but um, and I think that's like more Scott Weiland's woes than anything else. But yeah, this is a this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, so yeah, that's that we've we've done it, we got there. Um, and I think like reasonable lists. I'm not. I wrote both your lists down as we were going. Mm. Oh really? Just so I could go back and judge. 
um, and call you out if you doubled up on any. But I think it's some good diversity there. There's a little bit of crossover. I think we're on a similar page. Yeah. I'm impressed how many uh, pop songs Shannon went for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was slim pickings, but, you know, still. But, um, yeah, we'll have to get you back for next year's because... Uh, no, yeah, it's... No, six looks are up. Yeah. Mm. And we can see how the Aria 95 crosses over into the uh, Triple J 96. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm um, sure it won't, but you know. Uh, so where can people um, listen to you? Uh, well, they can listen within about a 5K radius of Semaphore in South Australia. Yeah. Uh, but I do put the shows up on Mixcloud um, for a week or two so that... Uh, Friends of the bands that come on can listen, nice. um, and then it's on all the social media as do you, High Fidelity does it stream on online as well. Uh, it does live, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So but, High Fidelity, uh, Well FM on, yeah, 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 on like, Instagram and stuff. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, but mainly Instagram. Yep. Um, and your Sunday nights at eight pm. Eight pm. Yes. Adelaide standard. <laughs> Adelaide, yeah, whatever. The, 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 <laughs> but there's also the the podcast where yes. that you were on. Two or three times, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you search for High Fidelity Anniversary Specials, it comes up and it's looking at albums that turn 20, 30, yeah. or 25. And there's yeah. some minor, good minor ones really, on there. Mine are really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was my uh, first intro, I think, as well. I When you told me about it, because... The Versus you, one. You used to be on the radio a bit and you're like, oh, I'm going to be on Talking About Versus. Like, why am I on Talking About Versus? Yeah, um, well, you kind of turned it into a, a regular thing because I did it once for a, <laughs> a, a like, Nirvana album and, went, I, and that was a lot of fun. And then I you kind of went, let's do it again, but let's do it for Pearl Jam. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. That was my thing. Was like, let's do it for Pearl Jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called Paul Fidelity now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they kind of stopped because I just went all local and it was just a fair bit of work getting the shows ready, but they're still up. Yeah. Those yeah. Podcasts. And if you want to, so you wouldn't have our um, episode on there because like Alice was probably the worst one because of like, we brought, brought it down with our top five of the nineties. Oh no. So yeah. far. Uh, uh, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. The next uh, ones, the, the shows themselves only stay on for a mm. month because of licensing. Whereas a podcast, I cut the songs out so they can be on there for a while. Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming and uh, oh, yeah, we'll get you thanks back. For having me on. Was yeah. Thanks for sticking it out. That yeah. was a, that was a tough time. Yeah, my wife was quite often going, what the hell are you listening to quite a bit this week? It's research, it's research. I've got to, I'm not doing it by choice. Well, thank you for suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, uh, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. We sometimes put stuff up, not lately. Uh, No, it's consistent enough. Um, Keep an eye out for some Max Sharam. (laughs) Uh, and if you want to uh, we got another podcast called Do You Think I'm Spooky where we talk about the X-Files so you can check that wherever you get your podcasts from and until next time we will see you all later bye see you later thanks for listening to Living in the Past music by Antigold check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com artwork by Carly Kagenvin check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram or email her carlykagenvin at hotmail.com Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify or Chartable Stay cosy, look back and relax We'll see you later